For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, what's up and welcome to the Hashtag Lakers podcast. I'm Yola Gaza and I'm joined by Joseph Constantino and McKay Westbrook. So, yeah, w- with everything that's happened, how are you guys feeling so far today? Uh, pretty good. Um, I don't think I'm uh, still over about the news, but it's it's awesome seeing every everyone's tribute and uh, um, seeing everything on the news and seeing the Lakers pay a huge tribute to, to Kobe. I, I thought that was awesome, and LeBron's words were, were pretty amazing, seeing Mamba out but live on kind of thing. You know, I, I thought that was pretty amazing. I'm sure he got a bit emotional for that. Yep, yeah. still, ha- still haven't recovered. Been watching all kinds of different things, different videos of people's reactions to Kobe and just all kinds of old videos on Kobe. So yeah. definitely haven't recovered from that one yet. But and, and I think it's cool to see some like super old footage of him and uh, like people are just uploading that I've never even really yeah. seen. Like before the days of YouTube and Instagram, you know, and, and seeing like his high school days being yeah. documented. I'm like, what? I've, I've never seen this before. Like I saw a video of him dunking yeah. at the age of 15 on over like two kids. I was yeah. like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys seen that, yeah, I but I was that like, one. that was, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's been, it's been kind of surreal, you know, um, lots of reflecting, lots of, uh, looking back at Kobe's life, uh, looking back at, you know, uh, him with his kids and stuff like that. But, uh, in our first segment, we actually wanted to talk, uh, mention some of the, uh, some of what current for- and former players, uh, the NBA and teams have done to pay tribute to Kobe, Gianna, and the others. Um, and then in our second segment, we uh, wanted to, we have a couple of games that uh, we need to discuss: the Sixers game and the Portland game, uh, which happened last night. And then on, finally, on the, our third segment, we wanted to uh, dig into some of other Lakers news that have. Uh, 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 come about but uh so in our first segment we you know uh, we were already kind of talking about it but uh, and we're probably not going to get through all of them and, and mention all of them but uh, uh mckay and joseph what uh, tributes did you guys see uh and, and and like coming from players teams fans the league the world what'd you guys see i i mean i think the the one that really uh stood out to me was mark cuban retiring the number 24 on the Mavs, you know, even though it wasn't uh, necessarily, or he, he was, wasn't necessarily a, a Lakers fan. He had enough respect for Kobe um, to do that. Yeah. So I, I thought that one was, was pretty cool. Yeah. And he was like the, the first one to, to start that trend, right? Like he, he thought of that pretty quickly. And I, I thought that was beautiful. I think mine, 
Um, my my favorite is probably seeing the twenty four and eight. I, I talked a little bit. I talked a little bit about this with McKay. Um, and how I, I was just like I, I never realized like you know he he had the shot clock number on his on his back even though it was like actually because he wanted to be better than Michael Jordan right. he didn't want to be 23 he wanted to be 24 um, and then eight seconds for uh, half court and I'm like that 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 kind of just fit perfectly so um, I, I love that teams doing that the early right. or right. the beginning of the game and um, everyone doing it and I thought that was that was, that was amazing. Yeah, those were both really cool, and that I I'm on board with with the whole changing the logo to Kobe Bryant. <laughs> yes, I, I thought it'll happen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Why it won't happen? But that's kind of a cool <laughs> too. That'd be sweet. Yeah, man, we that that needs to happen. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of cool things that happen from fans, from players. You know, jersey swapping. Um, Quinn Cook changed his number to 28. He's number two, but two for Gigi, eight for Kobe, of course, mm-hmm. um, and a bunch of other players changing out of 24, eight, uh, sort of retiring that number for themselves. Um, and then, of course, we saw the game last night. You know, that was a, a very emotional game, right? Um, they had tributes uh, um, of Kobe. They had Weez, uh Khalifa out there with Charlie Puth. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, Usher was out there. Boys to Men. Everyone was just emotional and crying. LeBron was crying. Quinn Cook was, you know, couldn't help himself. But uh, um, man, it was. Uh, There's a lot of really good tributes that uh, uh, gave, were were given to. Kobe and, and Gian and all the others. Mm-hmm. I thought. Yep. Absolutely. Did you guys see the 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 changes to the All Star game? I did. Yes, 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 yes. There's some good stuff. I mean, in there. it sounds pretty. It sounds pretty. Yeah, yeah. Some, sounds pretty good. Like you know, I like the how they are gonna choose ch- Chicago-based community organizations and then you know selected by the team leaders. Well, you're right um, there too, right? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Except for like the the tickets are like <laughs> outrageous right now, fifty k. <laughs> uh, so we'll see if I if I even make it. Um, I also like how that uh, in the All Star game they're going to change the uh, LeBron's t- uh, team is going to wear number two for Gigi, mm-hmm. and then uh, Giannis's team will be wearing number twenty four. Um, throughout that all-star game and then there's going to be like some jersey patches that they're displaying there's going to be like nine stars that are representing the nine lives that were uh, lost anyway i I love that idea what do you guys think yeah um, yeah it's it's important to for the community to recognize that like and that's probably one criticism i have about the community is that um people were giving other fans too hard of a time that like hey it wasn't just Kobe that died in that helicopter was nine other other seven other people with Gigi and Kobe's like mo- most Kobe fans I think understand that um and most fans period NBA right. fans I think understand that it's not that like they don't mourn for those that also passed away but it's a, it's it's the ones that really made a difference to us I guess you can say and nothing against those that passed away and I think that's why it's important for the NBA to pay tribute to to the seven others um is that 
to recognize that like hey right. we saw them too I, I just that's that's one thing i didn't like about all of this it's like people are trying to compare worse to worse it's like th this is not a time to do that this is a time to let people mourn for those are the things that they want to mourn for right, right. So I, I appreciate the nba doing this i think it's very smart on their end um i think we need to be a little bit friendlier and more understandable as a community in, in certain scenarios like this um but I think the All-Star Game, the format is going to be awesome. The, the the community donations or the charity donations is going to be awesome. Um, and I think it's going to be a pretty emotional one for, for most players this year. Yeah, I, I think it it should be pretty good. The, the format's a little bit weird. I know they're trying to do everything to um, show homage to Kobe, to Kobe. The fourth quarter is a little bit weird just that the the team yeah, who's ahead has to go <laughs> 24 points. I mean, it just kind of makes it so you can't go to an overtime. I mean, I don't know when the last time an All-Star game went to an overtime, but yeah. um, can't go to overtime. And especially in an All-Star game, you know, in the NBA, it's not uncommon to see 40 no, point no quarters defense. now. So, right, well, and especially, <laughs> right. Uh, I guess a little bit more defense in, in the fourth quarter of the All Star game, but for the most part, there's not a ton of defense. So, uh, I feel like that fourth quarter could potentially go by really quickly. I, I guess we'll find out, though. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, I, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I mean, we'll see how that, uh, that turned. That turns out, but uh, definitely going to be emotional. Um, but uh, you know, really appreciate all of the uh, the tributes that were given to to Kobe and Gianna and and and, and everyone else. I mean, to go off Joseph's point, I think I think that uh, you know I, I agree with him, that, and um, I think that we need to acknowledge all of the victims. But uh, you know, the other seven victims, it's really. You know, it's really not our our story to tell. Uh, we grew up watching Kobe and Gigi, you know, as as his daughter, uh, and so you know, we uh, as as fans, we we mourn for for them and and kind of highlight them more because you know it is part of our story. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, uh, we're going to uh, go ahead and take a quick uh, second and come back and, and talk about some of the, the couple of games that, we, we, that the Lakers played. So see you soon. Shout out to SeatGeek for sponsoring our podcast. I recently became a brand ambassador for them. SeatGeek is a ticket app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. They put a 0 to 10 score on each ticket to know if you are getting a good or bad deal. Plus, our listeners get $20 off their first ticket purchase if you use our unique code LakersDS. So hop on to SeatGeek.com and use promo code LakersDS. Again, that's L-A-K-E-R-S-D-S to get $20 off your first purchase. Welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers podcast. Um, in this second segment, we wanted to discuss the two games that the Lakers played. I know one of them was postponed against the Clippers, um, uh, rightfully so, uh, 
happened, uh, but maybe you guys have a different uh, opinion on that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but uh, we're going to talk about the Sixers game first and then go move on to the Portland game. We lost to the Sixers 91 to 108. Uh, just a couple of stats here. AD had 31 points, seven rebounds, uh, shot two of five uh, from three. LeBron James had 29.7 rebounds, eight assists, and pretty much the rest of the starters and the bench had an off night. There were nine turnovers turnovers in the first quarter, and then uh, equaling to 21 at the end of the game. Poor shooting from outside. It was only 19%, and then uh, we we saw some hack of Dwight uh, going on. So <laughs> just one of those games in the middle of January. But uh, what you guys what you guys think about the game? So I, I, I didn't get to watch it, but uh, I was following the the updates live. Um, so a, a couple of things. I, I like that you point out the positive stats. I'm going to point out the negative stats because there's a, a few bad ones here. Um, Kuzma played 27 minutes, scored four <laughs> points. Okay. A Pope scored 30, or sorry, Pope played 33 <laughs> minutes, scored seven points. Uh, Green played 31 minutes, scored two points. Um, I think that's just sad. And uh, it's totally unacceptable um i mean we have caruso that played 20 points that scored four points and then um dudley scored a three with seven minutes and then you have danny green that's played 31 with two points you know like you play that long in the game and you're I, i don't know what your excuse could be um this is where i get a little bit nervous getting into um i'd, I'd like to call it like the second half of of the season um and you're still having trouble feeling it in games and playing a lot of minutes and getting a lot of hands and opportunities to shoot, um, but you're you're not paying off. And so I'm I'm a little disappointed with the 76ers game. I think that could have been a pretty easy win for us. Uh, I don't see a 76ers as a threatening team, um, and so I I don't really know what to think about it. It's uh. It's just disappointing. That's that's the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, I mean, all losses are are pretty disappointing. Um, it's one of those things where our three point shooting sometimes is hit or miss. We shot under twenty percent from three during that game, and so sometimes that that makes me a little bit nervous. I mean, LeBron and AD are always, always, always going to show up, but uh, yeah. And even Super in this game against Philly, they didn't have Embiid. So it was just, I don't know, definitely disappointing. Um, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll probably talk, touch on it a little bit more in a second. The the Portland game, of course, disappointed we lost that one. I felt like we had some pretty good performances from a lot of the Lakers, but mm-hmm. um, and understandable when people are going through all kinds of emotions and stuff. That one credit to one thing in particular but uh yeah i don't know i i think there's there's we're definitely showing some weaknesses in some areas and um i I do wish we were more a little more consistent yeah um i I was just gonna say uh, looking at the the numbers a little bit um we had 21 turnovers, and the 76ers also had 21 turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like 76ers were playing amazing defense there. I think it was just really us missing shots. And I think McKay makes a good point there. This is like we're, we're really starting to show some of the weakness that 
we don't want to be showing late into the season because teams are going to start figuring that out um, and come playoff time. And I think we are at least a playoff team come playoff time. This is that's, that's when those shots will really matter. And I get it throughout the season earlier part of the season, there's been some clutch shots, um, but we don't, we don't want to get to that point where a clutch shot needs to be made, right? We want to get to that point where we're consistently scoring 50 to 55% on field goals and 30 to 35% on three-pointers um, rather than like waiting for that moment to to hit the, the clutch shot at the end of the buzzer or something. So, I mean, uh, you guys touched upon it. I mean, my, my uh, takeaway on the, uh, on the game was that uh, – a pod earlier, I said that we had one weakness. It was the playmaking, you know, our, our point guard position. But we actually have two. And um, it's the wing defense. Um, it just it seems like the Lakers, our team, uh, have shown some propensity to struggle with teams that feature tall, athletic wing players. You know, uh, Kawhi, you know, we who are we, who we having out there to guard Kawhi? Um, we had uh, KCP, and he can't, he couldn't guard him. Uh, against the 76ers, Danny Green could not guard Ben Simmons. Ben I don't Simmons, know yeah. how many times Ben Simmons pushed through Danny Green to get a basket, and it was a dunk, you know, and it was an open dunk. Um, but uh, it happened with, say, Ekum, too. I don't know. We have great defenders, right? on paper, but for some reason, we can't guard these these tall, athletic wing players. I don't know what your, your thoughts are on that. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think we've got the tools to definitely do so. Um, you know, AD's a, a great defender um, and can get out there on the wing. It's, I, I don't know, I, maybe, maybe we, we just haven't figured out exactly uh, I, I don't know if we've – it seemed like at the beginning of the season we had a better defensive rhythm and and everybody was more bought into that, but um, found some moments where it can get away with – get away from us and and some of these players go off and they kind of go unchecked. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely think we have the tools to do so. We're just not executing. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think you're right there. It's just, we have the tools people bought in earlier in the season that were kind of slacking. Um, one of the things that I'll point out is that I think we are great, uh, in transition. Um, but one of the things that I will credit to AD is that he, he's great when there's a switch. He's great when, um, obviously defending the paint and same with Dwight Howard. When I think when we, when we have those players in there, there it's, it's pretty. It's pretty hard to, to just make make a basket in the paint. I think it's really the perimeter shooting, the perimeter defense that we we slack on when there's screens and screens and switches. Um, there, there's not much communication going on, and um, the defense wins games. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I saw earlier on the season when everyone was bought in that uh, we want to be a defensive team. We want to don't want to lose two in a row. Things like that. That's that's when you really started seeing them kind of like. What McKay was saying, have that rhythm of, hey, let's win this next one, like motivation and drive to to actually play defense. Well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the Portland game. Um, we lost. It was yesterday, uh, one nineteen to one twenty seven. Um, AD had thirty seven points, fifteen rebounds, six assists. Uh, LeBron James had. 22 points, 8 rebounds, 10 assists. Kuz actually did pretty well. He did 17 points. He had 17 points and had 
racked up a ton of uh, rebounds, 15. Um, you know, he did pretty well, and he um, – uh, I don't know what your guys' thoughts on that game was. Dame Lillard went off. <laughs> I know, man. Uh, I mean, they, they didn't have Melo there. He, I mean, he, he's been playing well, but I don't know. It, I, I might be kind of a believer in that Carmelo Anthony shadow effect that it just, I don't know. It's got kind of some kind of negative <laughs> like veil that it puts on, on the teams. I don't know. Like he's cursed <laughs> or something. Um, you know, I, I felt like, I, I don't know. Again, we had um, plenty of players that, that did pretty well. Um, Kuz stayed pretty efficient for the night. Of course, AD and LeBron uh, did their thing. I, I felt like most of our, our players showed up, did pretty well. Um, Danny Green wasn't really hitting, but it's one of those things where, you know, Damian Lillard can light it up. He went off for, it was, he had an almost triple double with 48 points. So. 48 points. Right. Oh, man. Pretty crazy. And, uh, both teams, I think, had about four players in double digits. Um, and both mm-hmm. teams had players that played minutes that barely scored. Like, Blazers had Ariza 39 minutes. It almost played the whole game with uh, with two points, um, four rebounds and three assists. But um, I, I did like seeing Kuzma um, get warm. And literally, like, I think um, he was probably the one I was most impressed with. Um, I, I like Bradley's performance as well, even though he, he only scored 10. He did have five rebounds um, and two assists. And I think for me here is that there, there was a lot of emotion there. Um, there was a lot of uh, yeah camaraderie. And I think I think what emotion does to a team is that it, it either really motivates you um, or it really just shuts you down. And I think this was good for me to see because I think it motivated them. Um, and like McKay was saying, the Blazers are 22 and 27. They're... They're, they're not a positive team. They're, Lillard is, is just a man. That, that guy just blew up um, and showed us, I would say, like a Kobe-type performance where you know, almost a triple-double with 50 points and scoring two, four points per minute kind of thing, like 40 minutes, 48 points. That's amazing to me and really putting the team on his back. And so I don't think there's really much criticism to the Lakers, like, like what we already mentioned with the 76ers game. Things like that can be stopped if we had good perimeter defense, like um, outside in the three and on top of the key kind of thing where Lillard has some good shot percentage. Um, if we step that game up a little bit, then we, we could stop we could stop performances like that. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it started the, – the whole game started, you know, very emotional because of the Kobe tributes. And I think that, like, the whole game – the uh, especially with the Lakers players, they were trying to fight out, fight out of that those emotions. Um, uh, AD did really well, you know. He Kuz um, uh, and AD really responded well in that third quarter when Damian Lillard uh, Lillard scored like twenty three points, um, and it was he was he was on fire. But uh, we just couldn't make a stop. We couldn't stop him for some reason. Um, Kuz made a, a few, you know, he, he had a really good game, but he made some some decision making mistakes, um, and so did Rondo. But uh, I think that uh, um, 
those mistakes can be solved once we get um, a better point guard in the bench for him that's uh, more of a playmaker um, like Collison. Hopefully, I'm, I'm just hoping, I guess this is my, uh, <laughs> this is me wishing for Collison to hurry up and sign with the line. Yep, <laughs> exactly. But uh, okay, we're, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and then come back on our third segment to talk about some other Lakers news um, uh, that happened this week. So uh, we'll see you soon. All right, welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers podcast. In this final segment, we wanted to react to some of the news about the Lakers. Uh, you know, it's just a couple of trade rumors and other news, but we'll we'll just go down the list. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think that uh, we need to mention, first mention that LeBron was asked, uh, I, I believe last week, whether the team needed to change the roster before the trade deadline. And you know what he said? He said, we have enough right now. Um, but of course, that didn't stop any of these trade rumors being passed around. And I want to get your thoughts on these. Uh, so, according to ESPN's uh, Jorge Sedano, Lakers were not ready to pull the trigger on a deal that included Alex Caruso, a second-round pick, and a salary fi- and salary filler for Derek Rose. Um, what are your thoughts on that? You you almost Derek knows. <laughs> yeah, Derek knows. Is <laughs> he? Uh, I I think it's you know I was kind of looking at that and at first I was a little bit surprised. Um, you know we could get Derek Rose for Alex Caruso and Rose has been balling it up again. Um, it's but but then I I kind of look at where our team is at right now and the role that Alex Caruso fills and he's kind of got the perfect playmaking role. He's, he's playing super well for us. He, um, he and LeBron play super well together. Whereas I, I don't know if Derek's Rose style of play would necessarily fit in with us. And if he would excel to the degree that, um, he is right now on the Pistons. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. I think Caruso just fits or flows so well. Um, now I, I love Derek Rose. I love this guy's story um, and his downfall yeah. in the league and injuries and whatnot. I love his story, but um, I, I think he is getting – I mean, he, he's he's healthy right now, uh, um, but I think he, mm-hmm. he is getting a little older for us to pick up. Um, and and we're, I think I'm a – I, I'm a Caruso fan, so I, I don't want him to leave the Lakers. I, I think, I, as far as for me, I appreciate them declining that trade. Yeah, no, I I agree. I I wouldn't have done it either. I mean, uh, Caruso has been a bright spot defensively for the team. Um, you know, there's a reason why Vogel and LeBron praise him. Uh, he really knows how to f- defend, even while his offense performance. Uh, you know, leaves you more wanting more. But uh, I still wouldn't make the trade. Um, I, I looked it up. Um, uh, five of the top six lineups for the Lakers in terms of plus minus rating, uh, the Lakers have employed this season have uh, five out of six have Caruso in that lineup. Um, so, I mean, that's not a coincidence. Caruso, uh, you know, is deceivingly uh, essential to the Lakers. And, um, 
you know, so, I mean, plus, uh, it, it kind of looks like, uh, I think there were some reports that the, the Pistons moved on uh, after we had rejected that. <laughs> and now they're looking for a first round pick, a uh, lottery pick, but good luck. Who's going to, what team is going to give you a, a first round lottery pick for, for this summer for Derrick yeah. Rose? Uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, moving on, there's a, another news about uh, Kuzma. Um, according to Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer, the Kings offered Bielitsa and a pick in return for Kuzma, and the Lakers reportedly countered by asking for Bogdan Bogdanovich in return, and the Kings said no. So what do you guys think about that one? Uh, I, I mean, I honestly don't think anything's going to end up happening. I, I don't think there's going to be a trade for Kuz. Um, I, neither do I think that's necessarily a trade that needs to happen anyways. Um, I think if if he buckles down, especially with this whole new with with Kobe, I think everybody's going to rededicate themselves. I I think we'll be fine um, at that position. I think Kuz can do his thing there. Um, I I just don't think we need that trade. Yeah, it's a, it's interesting though because a lot of the Lakers forums on Facebook or groups or anything they talk about like yeah we don't need to trade now nah, this isn't gonna happen nothing's gonna happen and then you hear rumors about this kind of stuff i'm like the heck i, th I thought they were good on coups you know i think i thought they they liked uh, um his performance i mean it, it's it's healthy to consider other options but it is it, it does become threatening to the player right um if uh, if a franchise is showing that um would be okay if you weren't with us pretty much saying that like if we get someone better um that that especially as right. a young player as Kuzma, it's like I, I don't know if you want him to be knowing that or thinking that. So it's it's always interesting hearing rumors like this. I, I would I would like to kind of see Kuzma play out at least the rest of the year. Right. Um, so that that's kind of my opinion there. I honestly have not been following those two players from the Kings, um, but I, I would like to see Kuzma play out. Yeah, I mean, same here. I, I wouldn't make that trade. Um, Kuz has potential. You know, while Bielitsa is a, is a good player, I don't see him trending up in potential anymore, you know? Um, and, you know, look, Bielitsa isn't a real upgrade, in my opinion. Kuzma, uh, you know, is being... Is, is being used in a reduced role than he was in the past mm -hmm. two years, uh, than in the past two years. Um, and then that's, of course, compounded by, you know, who he's playing with out there uh, on the court. Um, uh, so, I don't know. I don't know. I, I wouldn't trade him. It's not a no-brainer trade, so uh, I wouldn't trade him. And plus, uh, I don't know if you guys were watching the, the tributes uh, um Stephen A. Smith had told the story that he was uh, uh, partying with Kobe uh, on New Year's Eve, and you know he was asking uh, Kobe, "Hey, do you think we have enough? The Lakers have enough to win the championship?" And Kobe said, "You know, we have enough." So yeah. I don't know. I, I, I take. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, uh, Kobe here and and and, and believe him. Um, I think we have enough of what we have. Uh, we just need to utilize our uh, those um, uh, the players uh, to the best of uh, their capacities and abilities. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. If we've got Kobe's blessing. That's that's good enough for me. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> that's all you need, man. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, so um, before we close it out, um, we have some games that are going to be uh, this next week. We play the Kings, actually tonight, uh, then the Spurs, and then the Rockets on Thursday nights. We typically record on Thursdays, and um, so I don't know if we're going to wait for that game or re- uh, you know react to the Rockets game the following week, but we'll you know we'll we'll let you know. But uh, what are your uh, predictions, McKay and Joseph? Um, are we going to win all three here, or two out of three, one out of three? What do you think? Um, I I definitely think that the the Kings game and the Spurs game uh, a little bit of get back on our feet games. Um, I think we will definitely win the the Kings and the Spurs game. Um, that'll get us rolling again, and I think it'll push us through the Rockets game as well. Uh, obviously, the Rockets is the best team among the three, and uh, it all depends on how well we can lock down Russ Westbrook, um, James Harden. You know, James Harden can go off for 50 in any given night, so... Uh, we'll we'll definitely see there, um, but I'm I'm pretty confident we'll get at least two out of the three, if not all three. Yeah, um, and yeah, like like I said, Rockets are the only ones I'm really worried about. And going back to the previous games that we've had, um, if we don't step up our game with outside or uh, perimeter defense on the three point line, then then Harden's just gonna blow up and. And Westbrook's just going to blow past whoever's defending him. If, if we're not going to pick up and have some energy there, um, that that's a win that we want, right? The other, mm-hmm. the Spurs and the Kings, those are the games that if we lose, we we lost it. Not that they they won, we lost it on our own. Um, I think if as far as right. for the Rockets, that's the main one I'd be wanting to really prepare for and be f- focused on. Right. No, I yeah. I mean, for for me, I think it's. Um, uh, I, I think about it uh, the same as you guys. Kings, um, we're going to win that, hopefully, <laughs> if we don't uh, uh, mess up on, uh, you know, our fire. If we can't shoot, then we're going to, we can't, we're going to lose that game. Uh, Buddy Heald's pretty good, so, and and, and Fox is pretty good, too. Uh, Spurs, you know, we've come a long way since last year, so uh, I fully expect that we can win against the Spurs. Uh, Rockets are going to be a different story there. I mean, we have, they have two superstars. We have two. It's just how uh, we know that both pairs of superstars are going to show out, but uh, it's going to be, you know, de- depends on the on the bench and and the other starters how they're going to uh, play that night, and then it's going to decide uh, who's going to win that game. But uh, two out of three. At, um, um, would be my my guess, but uh, I'm hoping for three, of course. Yeah, got to keep up with the Bucks. All right, man. we'll uh, we'll <laughs> what? I said that we got to keep up with the Bucks. <laughs> I know, man. No, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna uh, they're gonna crush the Warriors' uh, win streak here, or yeah. a win winning record season. Yeah. Um. All right, we'll uh, wrap it up. Uh, thanks for listening. Don't forget to root for the Lakers and have a, a great week. Rest in peace, Kobe and Gigi.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.